Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And another Saturday howdy to you, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts with Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. That's us. That'd be us. Yes, and our indeed. guest in studio today is Tucson-based actor John Mars. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. John, I stepped yeah. on you. <laughs> That's okay. I just sure. say, he's more he's more than uh, just an actor. I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking he, he, he's one, uh, he does everything you can do on a picture just about. Yeah. And as a as a been a lawman and a soldier and just about everything else. Firearms instructor. Yeah. The whole ball of wax. Yeah, I've uh, stayed busy. <laughs> One step ahead of the law. That's right. <laughs> when did you get involved in in uh, doing the acting biz? Um, it was only about six years ago. I was uh, I had my own firearms training company in uh, San Luis Obispo, California, and I got hired to consult on a movie that was being made in Creston, California, near where I live. And uh, so I, you know, provided guns and trained some of the actors, and then the director liked the way I looked, so he wanted me to be in the movie. And at first I was, nah, I had no interest <laughs> in doing it. But the guy that was uh, starring in that movie was a retired cop from Santa Barbara County, mm-hmm. and uh, he had kind of talked me into doing it, so I did it. I liked it. Met a bunch of local actors on it, so who introduced me to an acting coach, and I started learning how to act and taking classes and marketing myself and you know, well you know I, 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 was, I was looking you know, I, I, I dug into your past here <laughs> and uh, you know the armorer thing seemed to in a lot of ways like a gate key for you for a lot of this stuff uh, you know and I gotta say I, I was looking at your videos you know the gun videos and stuff this guy's a fabulous teacher. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, the uh, the armor, like I said, that's how I I got into it, and um, and I, and I love the acting. And I still, it, you know, doing the independent films, the more skills you have, the more valuable you are on mm-hmm. set. Because right. on an independent film, you you don't just do your scene and go to your trailer. You're, right. You're moving light stands. You're doing whatever. So you know, if I can be the armor. And an actor, and you know, handle the horses, and and you don't have to costumes, screw, and, and you don't have to screw with the union if you're independent, right? That is correct. Yeah. But the one thing, because I've, I've thirty years, I got my pension and everything, is you don't get the health and welfare and the insurance. And yeah, that's a big. You know, it, when when I started out, I, I could care less about it. But as I got older, and I'm looking down the road, I went, you know, I'm just going to be a time where all I can do is sit on the corner and talk to somebody if they'll want to talk to me but I got I got make and make a living I yeah got my pension. well luckily for me I you know I, I had government yeah. jobs so I got a good retirement with my medical benefits and all that stuff and so you got the military pension. and the military as well and so the movie stuff you know I mm-hmm. it's great I don't have to count on it for a living yeah. you were army right I was yeah who uh, did you uh, retire from army I retired from the National Guard I did six years in the army okay and then 15 more in the National Guard and Crest. he started out as a listed man, and he ended up a captain. That what? Is, that oh. is correct. All right, we won't hold that. Against I did my my first <laughs> half of my career as enlisted, and uh, I was a E six staff sergeant when yeah. I went to OCS, and yeah. ended up retiring as a captain. In fact, I, I was forced into retirement 
because yeah. I had been a captain for seven years, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. and I had no bachelor's degree, right? So yeah. I wasn't promotable Walking to major. Grade, yeah. uh, luckily, I had enough time to retire because I had friends in the similar situation that they only had like fifteen years in. They didn't get a retirement; they got forced mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Of course, this was in uh, two thousand. I retired in two thousand. Mm-hmm. A year later, yeah, <laughs> a lot of those folks got called back. I was I was done. Yeah. They didn't need any. Uh, Were you combat arms? Yeah, I was infantry. Okay. And, you know, they don't have a big need for 40-year-old infantry captains. Well, you know, you, you mentioned you know, doing a lot of things on being able to do I want to run through some of the stuff that you do. Camera, electrical, uh, costume, wardrobe. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, actor, stuntman, horse wrangler, firearms instructor, director, producer, and and officer and a soldier on on the side. Yeah, and sometimes I even do my own stunts on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, was looking, I was looking at the blooper reel. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, there's some funny stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Yeah. How did you and Travis Mills come together? So, um, I was living in a, actually in Atascadero, California, near San Luis Obispo. Okay. And I'd been working back and forth in L.A. It's like a three-and-a-half-hour drive back and forth to L.A. So I always wanted to get out of California anyhow. I heard about this guy that was going to try and make 12 feature-length westerns in 12 months. And I thought, that's the most ridiculous idea I'd ever heard of, and I wanted to be part of it. So so I, I found his uh, his Facebook page, and I reached out to Travis, and I said, uh, I want to come and work on you know, your westerns. And he, you know, each movie had a different budget, and he's trying to raise money. I said... Uh, I said, hire me on the six westerns you're making in Arizona, and I'll move out there and work on your westerns. Sure. He didn't know me from Adam. He's yeah. like, he's like for one, I can't afford to move you out here. And two, I don't even know what you can do. So I was like, I'm retired. I'm not counting on it for money. I was going to move anyhow. Mm-hmm. I'll move out there. Let's work out something to make it worth getting out of bed every day, and I'll work on your movies. I'll... Be a background actor, horse wrangler, handle gun, whatever you need done, and uh, you, you know, let me audition for some parts. But I, I'm not expecting to guarantee me. That must have brightened his eyes when you said I can do anything. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, of course, and he's not knowing. I might right. be full but of you, crap. You know? Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing too, though. You, when you you're talking to actors and you're interviewing them for a job, they can do anything. Oh yeah, every actor oh, I've yeah, ever met can, can ride a horse. Until you put them on a horse. <laughs> I'm thankful for those guys, though, because they kept me in, they kept me in work because yeah. I'd end up doubling them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I've got a lot of work doubling actors that I could have done a better job in the part, but I, I wasn't greedy. I was happy to be working. <laughs> give, me yeah, a so, gun, give me a gun, let me ride a horse, and, you know, yeah. That's the fun part, yeah. yeah and well, you don't have to remember any lines. No, <laughs> I hated memorizing lines. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. Yeah, so that's how I uh, ended up meeting Travis, and so I moved out here and uh, worked on... She Was the Deputy's Wife was the first film Mm -hmm. I worked on with him. And we quickly became friends, and he saw that I was valuable on set. And Man, it was funny. When we were working on Heart of the Gun, which was the last of the 12 Westerns, December of 2020, in my laptop I came across our original contract, and it talked about me, you know, uh, getting at least a featured background role in each film, being able to audition for parts. And I said, Travis, I'm going to sue you. 
<laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> I didn't get to do background in any of the 12 <laughs> Westerns. <laughs> well, let's see. And and she up. was the deputy's wife. You were Sheriff's Bob and Heart of the Gun. You were Jack Travers. Yes. Yeah, I ended up uh, with much bigger roles yeah. than uh, a background actor. Well, Sergeant Whitworth. Uh, in yeah, Sergeant Whitlock. That or was, Whitlock, rather. That, uh, that's, I think... I think that's the first movie that I saw where you had, I guess it wasn't really a lead. Was it a lead role? It was a co-lead. Yeah, it was a co-lead. co-lead. Okay. We, we gave Michael Estridge, who was actually a, a friend of mine from California, him mm-hmm. and I were taking acting classes out there. We gave him top billing, mm-hmm. but at all the film festivals, they're listing me as lead actor and him as supporting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was a really, really good movie. That that thank you. I'm out of the twelve. Now I haven't seen all of them yet, um, but uh, out of what I have seen, that and the Pleasant Valley War, those are my two favorites uh, of the of the series. Thank you. That that means a lot because um, Travis and I co-wrote both of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, Counting Bullets is my favorite. It's my favorite movie that I've ever done. It, the it's sto- a wonderful show. The see. story. I mean, it's a great story. I mean, you can't shake a and, stick at that. And there's a lot of other reasons it's it's my favorite. So Photography. March March of 2020, we're in the middle. Of the, we're just three months into the 12 Westerns, and the apocalypse happens. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he had a bunch of SAG films lined up. He had a barrel racing film that he was going to do, which... You can't do that without a big rodeo crowd. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking, what are we going to do? We're going to we got to come up with some ideas. So um, in April, we made the Adventures of Bandit and Wild West, which mm-hmm. is the silent. And while we were doing that, we were coming up with what we we're going to do next. From the concept to writing the script to casting it to filming it was less than two months. Wow! We did it for ten grand. Wow! And it's just so amazing. I. The acting solid. The yeah. store, we were super. I mean, of course, if we'd have had more time to tune up that script, we really could have. I don't think it needed it. Killed it, but I'm super yeah. proud of well, it. Well, you know, it it looked like, a, like somewhere between a really good B Western and a, and a good A Western as far as the cinematography. You know, it make yeah, John um, Ford proud to see that because to him, that was. What a movie yeah. was about. Yeah, there's a and point. that was that was what we were going for was the old school John Ford mm-hmm. men on a mission, you know, manly men doing manly things movie. Mm-hmm. Cavalry all the way. Cavalry. I, I drive out to California. We rented all the saddles and uniforms from Peter Shereko out at Caravan West. I had to mm-hmm. drive out there, load them all in the trailer, come out. We shot it. We went and camped out in the Dragoon Mountains, filmed it out there. Um, part of it we filmed in downtown Tucson. There's a guy named Rick Harker mm-hmm. as Harker's Creek. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. He's got old West Town there on his oh, property. Oh, I've heard about. I just didn't know the name behind. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we filmed all the opening scenes. It's supposed to be Fort Hachuca. Okay. We filmed at his place. Mm-hmm. Well, it's right in a neighborhood, <laughs> middle of Tucson. So the cinematographer was having a rough time ge- not getting power lines. <laughs> yeah. We're having to stop for traffic every few minutes. But it worked. It, you know. yeah. hmm. I was watching an Eastwood thing here. They've been running a lot. They run them all the time, but this last week they were running a bunch of them. And I'm looking at this one shot, and he's shot it out at Old Tucson, and he's up on the porch of the old Red Dog. Hmm. You know, and they're panning across the town, and I see it out there. 
an air conditioning unit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, and, you know, and I've seen it. I've probably seen that scene a dozen times, but for some reason, that one time it stuck out. Todd, throw yourself in here. Well, I've <laughs> got to ask you, uh, John. Uh, you lived in San Luis Obispo for a while, so I have to ask: uh, Did you ever get the inkling to become a cowboy action shooter while there? Because Many people say the best cowboy action shoot in the country is in San Luis Obispo. Funny you should ask. I'm the founder of that club. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. I knew I liked you. I, uh, I yeah. like you even more. So now that takes me to number two question regarding San Luis Obispo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you a big fan of McClintock's? Oh, yeah. Santa Maria-style barbecue. Oh, yeah. McClintock's is awesome. Um, AJ well, Spurs Harry, as that's well. where you and I sat at the bar. Yeah, that's ate. right. And I still have the menu. Yeah, McClintock's is a great place. There's yeah. one in Pismo, there's oh. one in Paso Robles. Yeah, yeah. It's fabulous. Um, AJ Boy, Spurs, have you been that. to AJ Spurs? No. Uh, we did go to JJ Spurs. Yeah. We sat there and drank. We well, did. And, uh, they they serve food, too, you know. You just didn't remember. <laughs> we, we, we did, did we? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we did. We did. We also went into the uh, we went into the 109-year-old uh, uh, um, uh, hardware store. Oh, that I remember, yeah. Floor. Yeah, that I remember. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It was all an alcohol yeah. boy. Well, I had ten full days. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, did you do some? Uh, have you been to the Choro Valley Shootout up there in San Luis Obispo? I've never been, but I have a lot of friends who go, and are constantly. Every time they go, they call me and say, "You got to come. You got to come." Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's something I just mean to do, but I never get to it. But I, I, I am going to do it, and I love McClintock, so that's a second reason to go. That is a good um, reason to go. Morro Bay has some great down food, here too. In, Calif- in Southern California. Okay. Uh, you know, at, at Norco or West End or... You know, yeah, we, we formed that club in 1994. Uh, Choro Valley Regulators is the name of the yeah. club. And I, <laughs> well, so my friends... I'm Choro Valley Roger. Regulator badge number one. <laughs> okay, well, my friends Roger and Geneva Eads, who are friends of the show and have been guests on the show, uh... Uh, they do that shoot every year as vendors, Buckaroo Bobbins. Oh, okay. Yeah, I bought a lot of stuff from them. Yeah, I've kept them afloat for many years. <laughs> yeah. Very close friends. Very close. Yeah. Well, you know, I was looking here, and I see that you were a mounted police instructor, and you did a mounted police training course. So tell us a little bit about that. That is true. So uh, I was, I'm retired from San Luis Obispo Sheriff's Office there in California. And I was the posse coordinator for about eight years. And uh, during that time, I, I attended some mounted shooting courses, and I served as an instructor at one in Santa Barbara County. Um, mainly, I, I just taught the firearms portion, training the horses to get Round used fire. to firearms. Yeah. Did and you do any search and rescue? Or? Yeah. The, uh, so the, the posse that I ran was mostly, they were all volunteers other than myself. And we did search and rescue. We did... Uh, patrol operations, augmenting the sheriff's deputies' mm-hmm. patrol, and we did parades and uh, You know, that's something like that. anybody out there listening to that uh, is saying, man, I don't have nothing to do, and I won't do something, Yeah, join the mounted posse. Yeah. That's a fact. a lot of good stuff. And um, it's really good training for any horse. Yeah. The stuff that we put horses through, it just makes them bomb-proof. You know, we mm-hmm. do a lot of sensory training, or, you know, we're grooming them where they're around other horses it's just really good training for your horse and it's a lot of fun I know do when, something that you know helps the community when I was working it was the you know, the heyday of the horse work mm-hmm. and 
you know, you'd go out on a job and you never knew what you were going to be riding. And sometimes you'd get good horses and sometimes you'd get dinks. But the whole thing was that everybody involved, if you got somebody out there, oh, yeah, I can ride, you found out pretty soon. And some <laughs> of the old-time cowboys would go out of their way to hurt those guys. Yeah, and, uh, you know, every every actor I ever met says they know how to ride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most of them don't. That's one of the things, that, let me ask you if you do this, that's one of the things I do in my old age, and I'm sitting there watching TV, and I've seen the movie a half a dozen times, I'm, I'm sitting there going, he can't ride, he can't ride, she can ride, he can't ride. Oh, yeah, can't yeah. Ride. And, you know, you're watching him grab that saddle horn, oh. every every other step the horse takes, and they're all hunched forward, and their the feet are back behind them, and you can, they don't know. This is the one I love, and you can't, you can't see it here, but it's like, they got the reins in their left hand, I'm <laughs> up to the and they got they got the slack in their right hand, and they're pumping that slack. Yeah, like yeah, gonna, yeah. You know, like that's going to do something. Faster. I love when the arms are flapping oh, too. Yeah, right. That's when always good. Like hey, we got to do our first commercial break here. Our, our guest is actor John Mars. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France and Todd Roberts. We'll be back with much more right after these important messages. Stay tuned. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallion.com or call 520-297-0252. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best kept economic secrets in town. This 900-member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five-stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, Let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. 
Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Out here, due process is a bullet. This is the Voices of the West. Francis, the Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Our guest is uh, in studio is actor John Mars. And that's real music. That would be uh, uh, the Jimmy Wakeley trio. Smooth, you know? Smooth, yeah. Good. good stuff. Well, you we, while we were in break, you t- you mentioned something you'd like <laughs> Not to my vote. kind of talk about. Hello? Yeah. Our, uh, the last of the 12 Westerns that we did, Heart of the Gun, which... Um, is probably the best of the 12 Westerns. Um, I say Counting Bullets is my favorite. It's not necessarily the best, but it's my favorite for all those reasons. Mm-hmm. I think each Western, each one of them got better as the mm-hmm. year went on. We got better at making them. I got to be a better actor doing them. And Heart of the Gun was a, a script that meant a lot to no, Travis. You, you can't come and um, we premiered it already, and it's going to be running for an entire week. January 21st through the 28th at the uh, Sawmill Crossing Theaters in Payson, Arizona. Okay. Good. So I'd like to encourage sure, yeah. folks to go up there and see that. Um, because that weekend? It's the, the whole through, week. The whole week. Oh, the whole week. 21st through the 28th. Yeah. Load the kids in the car and go on up there and camp out. Get, get up there. The and um, and I'm sure a lot of the actors in the film are going to be there that, are, that live up in Payson. And uh, we'd love to have you support that film because also, after that, you're not going to see it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been entered at a bunch of film festivals. Travis is going to continue editing it and working on sound and getting it exactly perfect it, before yeah. we put out any DVDs or mm-hmm. or a new so so my so right. my DVD is. Uh, is going to be a collector's item then I take it yeah, yeah. a director's cut <laughs> <laughs> and you were what associate producer as well too um, yes and and I star in it along mm. with uh, Amber Rose Mason um, it's got a great cast a lot of, and you'll see a lot of people in that film that you'd seen in yeah, some previous. of the earlier mm-hmm. 12 westerns mm-hmm. and you'll see a marked improvement in their acting mm-hmm. well you know it's kind of like the Ford Ford players you yeah. know, with Travis, you got you got the same people, and I, one of the things I love is you know here's Travis, he's the head honcho, he, he's he's the top dog, and sometimes he's just got a little part in there. You know, it's like uh, was it Butcher's Crossing, Bastard's Crossing, Bastard's Crossing. Crossing. Yeah, he, yeah, he rides just in and rides falls up, off falls the off the, yeah. in the yeah. rain. You know, that's yeah. a, but you know from from lead to 
Yeah, it's just yeah. He had, he had done a, he, he does have an cameos in, yeah. in a lot of them. Um, I understand he also grows the fastest beard in movies. You could just sit there. You could just watch him grow a beard. Yeah. He'll go in the bathroom and come out with a beard. No, it's, it's amazing. It's just wow. You know, on a quiet, which is handy because he could change his look <laughs> almost literally overnight. You know, on a quiet day when nothing's going on, you can hear it. You can hear it growing. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's like a Chuck Norris style beard he's got going there. Oh but yeah, and his his acting has gotten really really good mm-hmm. too, and he's pursuing more of that now. And he went from like, uh, and she was the deputy's wife. I don't know if you guys have seen that yep, one. I he has a cameo where he's getting a, a shave, mm-hmm. and the barber leaves halfway through his shave. Yeah, and he's standing on the porch watching, <laughs> right. and then he shows up asking later about the shave. So he's got his face. Funny story. So his face has this weird shave cut yeah. to it, right? And he's at, uh, I guess, Walmart in Benson <laughs> shopping for stuff. And this is right when COVID starts, right? Oh, <laughs> and everybody's looking at him crazy. Oh, like, is that what COVID does to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eat me alive. This ridiculous weird thing going on there. He's a funny man. Now, the heart of the gun, that's the one that was shot uh, completely on an iPhone, correct? No, that was the woman who robbed the stage. Oh, okay. the Pearl, oh, Pearl uh, Heart. The one. Pearl Heart. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen Heart of the Gun then. Uh, the Heart of the Gun, we just finished it. It's, okay, I haven't seen that if, one. If you don't go I'm to the screening the in Payson, yep. you have to go to a film festival gotcha. to see All it. right, my mistake there. Um, yeah, the woman who robbed the stagecoach. Now, Travis had a lead role in that one. He was mm-hmm. co-lead with Lorraine yeah, Etchell, yeah, who yeah, played yeah. Pearl Heart. Yeah. He played Joe Boot. Yeah. Um, That's a good... That, that we did... We did uh, the Pearl Heart, we had the writer on that had the Pearl, the book Pearl. Oh, okay, cool. And really a great book because you, when you, you know, I, that's, I love research. And this guy, you could tell, he, his, her sister, much more fascinating than her. She was, she was just <laughs> as bad. She worked at worked worked the houses like she did, but her sister became an actress, a playwright. Uh, Taught acting in in California, you know, in early early silence, and just but the whole family was just except for the mom was just the worst people in the world. That's funny, yeah. Pearl Hart was just a tragic story, yeah, you know. Yeah. She like a like a reality TV star. She had mm-hmm. her fifteen minutes of fame for being mm-hmm. an idiot. She got mm-hmm. Kardashian robbed a stagecoach, got caught, and uh, got was you know famous for fifteen minutes. That yes. film we shot entirely on an iPhone, mm-hmm. as far as we know. It's the first feature-length Western film ever shot entirely mm-hmm. on an iPhone. It's just incredible. We shot it where all these things happened. We shot in her cell at Yuma Prison. Yeah. We God, shot bro. in the courthouse yeah. in Florence, Arizona. Yeah. We shot around Globe and, and mm-hmm. Miami. Um, it, it was so much fun doing that. You know, that's, that, that has to add to the realism of it, too. Well, you, you feel you feel the spirit yeah. of the place. Yeah. I think. yeah, 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 very much so. <clears throat> and it was good. Like Lorraine Etchell, who played um, Pearl Hart, mm-hmm. had never done acting. Mm. She was not an actress. Yeah, did a great job. Can't tell. When, oh, yeah, she she <laughs> killed the audition when Travis had first told me he cast her. I'm like, are you crazy? You're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have this woman with no experience carry the entire film. So we brought her out to have a small part in this movie, New Frontier. Mm-hmm. And after I saw her on that, I was like, yep, you were right. She can do it. And she did. And she, Her and Travis both actually won Best Actor and uh, Best Actress at uh, one of the film festivals. Well, right. speaking, that of, film. speaking of awards, you picked up a whole slew down there at, uh, at the Wilcox. Yeah, a passel of them. Yes, uh, 
We did. The 12 Westerns did. I, I won a few for some of my performances with the 12 Westerns. I won some for my short film, The Bank Robbery. Yeah, I want to talk that to you like talk with those, about that. Yeah, yeah we, we... In fact, <clears throat> my kitchen... <laughs> living room, bathroom. I got trophies all over the house. Uh, Most of them are like his house. Travis's, you know. <laughs> you got them next to the shooting trophies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the short, the bank robbery, that that is hilarious. Thank uh, you. The concept. What's the concept? Who who came up with that concept? I uh, that was all me. I, I That's great. came up with that idea. So I watched a short comedy uh, western called The Gunfighter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, narrated by Nick Offerman, and. I just thought it was hilarious. It's yeah. just funny all the way through. And I thought, I want to make something that's just a laugh a minute. Just yeah. stays funny all the way through, not just an occasional, mm-hmm. you know. I like the slow one that uh, goes into the bank. He's got his, his mask bandana on. on back. <laughs> so now, he was talking about that for a week. Like, well, so that gag, I actually got. So um, I spent a summer up in Virginia City, Nevada, working at one of the gunfight uh-huh. uh, stunt shows up there, owned by uh, Lee McKechnie and his brother. Who also own Old Tombstone Theme Park in, in Tombstone. Oh, okay. So one of the gags we did in one of our, our skits was this knucklehead bank robber puts her mask on backwards. <laughs> and then hops around going, yeah, you can't tell who I am now. <laughs> so I thought, that's hilarious. I'm going to add that gag into yeah. into yeah, my yeah. movie. But you know, the funny thing is nobody recognized him from the back. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that that gag I got from, from there. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to do a really funny script, so I wrote that. Um, we did a couple of Zoom um, table reads, and my editor, Ryan Riffle, came up with the ending. It, the original ending was everybody gets arrested and goes to jail. And he mm-hmm. thought, wouldn't it be funny if mm-hmm. if this happened? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was his idea. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And that's a, yeah, people can watch that on YouTube, correct? No, it's not out on YouTube yet. It's because it's still doing oh, some, okay. some festival stuff. Okay. Yeah, you um, got to get the festivals. I, I sent you guys a link. Yeah. To it, but that's a private link. Okay. So it's not right. on. You sent him one because I'm low tech. Oh, I, yeah. I've never had a computer. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to send up some smoke signals yeah, for I wish you. I love smoke <laughs> signals. No, I'll get you a, I'll sit there a painting my, on a cave I'll wall for you to look at. He does read smoke. <laughs> Again, I'll, I'll do it in petroglyphs for you to, for you to read. Um, yeah, so we, we did that. I think after the festival circuit's done, I'm just going to put it up on my IMDb page, mm-hmm. and then people can go see it for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, it's what it's what five minutes, right? Uh, fifteen, 15 just, yeah. just under fifteen. You did a five minute one. What was I that? did? I did a five minute short called "The Incident." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, which I also, it also did pretty good at the festivals. Yeah, and uh, the, the the opening and closing credits are about as long as the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> we filmed that. Yeah, award of merit, best short competition, L.A., California. Finalists, an honorable mention, Wild West Festival, Vacaville. Winner, Director's Choice Award at Wild Buns Film Festival, Wilcox. That's pretty... That, no. Yeah, for a movie that we made for, I think I spent like yeah. $500 on it. <laughs> Most of that was having the makeup artist make our teeth look all nasty. Oh, my yeah. God, wow. And, and a bullet oh, hole in, in, yeah. in the guy's yeah. head. Wow. And then uh, some food for everybody. The Adventures of Bandit and mm-hmm. Wild West... Uh, on on the DVDs of many of the productions, there are trailers of or chapters of, and I haven't yet been able to see the whole thing. And I love my serials. Oh man, yeah. That <laughs> so that was the first film we did post apocalypse. Mm-hmm. We did that in April of mm-hmm. 2020. 
um, three-person crew. It was Travis, uh, Anushka, Alexa, and I shot it. That's when I learned to operate camera. And I'm not a camera operator by any means. Um, Travis, like, push this button, point it that way, <laughs> and, and don't break it. Yeah. So, uh, And you didn't have to hire a sound department. So, yeah. No, and it was so much fun uh, doing that film because uh, Travis had a general idea. Okay, mm-hmm. this is what I want this episode to be. And then the three of us were like, oh, it would be funny if this happened. It would be funny if that happened. And Travis loves to do stunts. Yeah. So there was a lot of you know him falling off a horse mm-hmm. and him climbing a cliff and <laughs> well, you know he he getting, he's thumping just, himself in the head with a canteen. I, I saw that. That is funny. He tied Which, to the tree. And like, yeah. yeah, and he actually he actually hit himself right with the edge of it and cut his scalp oh open. Oh my god! And starts bleeding. No makeup. And he's like. I'm bleeding. I'm like, I know. Keep rolling. <laughs> this is great stuff. We're stay, getting. stay in the moment. Yes. <laughs> don't, don't. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, so we shot that. Um, mo- all of that's shot out of Gammon's Gulch. Um, so much, and like the like the gag where he's in the he's in the saloon with the ghost. Yeah, I haven't um, seen that okay, trailer yet. You got it. <laughs> we do some old school Laurel and Hardy type Excellent. stuff like. Picking up his hat with the fishing line. Nice. Yeah. You know, and you can see the fishing line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, like, it was yeah. so much fun making I love it. Love it. Well, you said, you just mentioned Gammon Gulch, and we wanted to get to that because you're the general manager out there. How's things going out there with Jay and the. It's, uh, it's hit and miss. So Joanne's still living out there. Jay's in assisted living now. Oh, uh, um, how, how is his health? And not so great. Oh, That's why I'm yeah. helping He's take such, care of things. He was such a nice gentleman. Yeah. And, I heard about like when he used to do the tours, he would take hours and hours. He'd play the banjo and the piano, and yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, Same it thing. A, it's like you go out there for well, we'll kill a couple, we'll kill a half hour out there, and you know, oh, the sun's going down, we got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joanne, Joanne said, you know, a lot of times, like she'd have to go down the saloon and run everybody out. And, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, tour's over, <laughs> dinner's getting cold. Yeah, that's come funny. on back in the house. That's right. So, so it. Uh, uh, are there a lot of movies, a lot of productions being done at Gammon's Gulch? You know, it's it's kind of hit and miss. It's starting to pick up again now. Um, I've got a, a film coming out here in a couple weeks to shoot. And then I've got a, um, a music video that's going to be done in February. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of iffy things uh, from California they might come out and shoot, but nothing well, solid yet. We're doing some tours. Well, in like all that. honesty... Uh, Gammon Gulch has been busier than old Tucson. Mm. Well, last old year Tucson's closed up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, but, but even before they were closed. Yeah, before. That's true. And, and uh, like in 2020, we did uh, three or four of the 12 Westerns there. Yeah. Um, let's see, last last year I did three more feature films out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of hit and miss. It's yeah. like the, the they're all ready to go and then the money gets pulled and it gets pushed back and you know it's the movie business like years ago we uh, Neil Summers and myself we used to do this when I started out working the pictures like rodeo and mm. you'd go to where the shows were you know you go on get on you work for anywhere from a couple of days to maybe a month and we headed up to Kanab that was one of our favorite have you ever been up to Kanab I have not you've got to go up there and in the summer they have a film festival you get Travis to get his oh, stuff nice. up there. But we went up to work on Blighty of the Grand Canyon with uh, Joseph Cotton, right? Mm-hmm. We get up there, we stay in our favorite shut-down hotel. <laughs> we have the top floor to ourselves. We're like, you know, we're paying chump change. Everybody, you know, this. but 
uh, we're there and we're all set to go. We've signed up. For the guy. Well, you guys will have about a, about a week's work. It won't be every day, but about a week's work altogether. And the day before we're supposed to start, we get word they haven't paid. They haven't put the, the bond down with SAG. So uh, Cotton finds out. He says, "Well, I don't start until you." So they shut down, right? So we went off to something else. They came back a couple of weeks later. Uh, nobody knew they'd come back. They shot the whole thing. We never worked on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to do our next commercial break here. On Amal Franzi's The Voices of the West, I'm Harry Alexander, along with Bunker de France and Todd Roberts. Our guest in studio is filmmaker and actor John Mars. We'll be back with much more right after these important messages. Stay tuned. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. You've got some cattle you want, Russell, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. Little lady up the road a piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but blank henchman to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. 
Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a rent hench to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. rent hench when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Hey, this is Robert Fuller, uh, Jess Harper from Laramie, and we're listening to the Voices of the West. This is the Voices of the West. I'm Abel Francis, Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker of France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Our guest in the studio is actor, filmmaker, and um, all around good guy, John Mars. And it's the second half of the show. Yeah. Second half? <laughs> Here we are. What did we do the first half? I have no clue. We were, You wanted to talk about something. You did? <laughs> the mind is. Oh, oh, the bank robbery. Yeah, thank you. Um, the bank robbery. So we, you had asked where you could see it. Yeah. I forgot, it is on the DVD, uh, A Guide to Gunfighters of the Wild West. And where can people purchase these wonderful DVDs? Um, they're, I think those, let's see, they're uh, on... RunningWildFilms.com? Yeah, go to the Running Wild Films uh, website, you can order them through there. And I think that's about it right now. Uh, but it is on that DVD, in the special features. The the movie that you just mentioned there, uh, the... Um, Guide? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I used to do this for a living. And what a living! A guide to the gunfighters of the Wild West. Great movie. Great concept. Uh, if no one has seen it, basically it's the story of this guy who's just trying to. He's he's not even a gunfighter, but the little guide to the book uh, says he is, and he's just trying to live his life. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. Uh, Wendy Mamoli wrote that screenplay. And yeah, it's just a, a guy who's a dime novel's written about him, declaring him a gunfighter. So all the gunfighters are coming after him, and he's just trying to get by. Yeah. And Andrew Gray does a great job playing. Yeah. Yeah. You playing. were you were an AD, the armorer, and you were Deadshot John Scott. I love that name. <laughs> that, that is right. <laughs> we may steal that one. And that was that was a fun, a fun part to play. Just the ultimate evil yeah. bad guy. Um. Have you guys seen that one yet? I have seen it. Uh, I, I, I was able to stream it. He hasn't seen it yet. Because yeah. it's out there. It's on Tubi and yeah. uh, Amazon. Yeah. So you can find it out there. Yeah. Evil Roy Slade. That's kind of how I was going. Like, mostly dressed in black. And, yeah. and uh, you know, like, I put the cigar out in the palm of my hand. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it's like, oh, it was like Lee Marvin's evil brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was, it was oh, cool. so fun. Now the, doing that, Phil. the the production, the Pleasant Valley War, um, wow, <laughs> another one that was 
I mean, knocked my socks off. Uh, Thanks. That one was, uh, of course, that was a product of COVID. We we had to come Mm -hmm. up with some new projects. And ever since I moved to Arizona, people have been saying, oh, you got to do a movie about the Pleasant Valley War, which I had never heard of before moving here. So everyone kept talking about it. And a couple of our friends, uh, Bill Carr and Rod Rockman, who uh, were in that film, Mm -hmm. um, live up in Payson. Their reenactment group does reenactments of some of the Pleasant Valley War battles. Interesting. So they were a lot of information telling me and Travis about it. We went up to young Arizona, visited the museum, met a lot of folks. So we filmed that in young Arizona where it actually happened. Did you yeah. shoot we, out at the Twitchberry place? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we filmed at the Graham cabin. We filmed at the actual store where one of the gunfights happened, um, at the Rose cabin. Um, it was we filmed where the battles actually took place. We did on one of our shows, uh, which you can pick up if you wa- if you want to watch because we were out there. Uh, but we had one of the descendants of the Tweaksberries on the show. Uh, what was the book? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember no. the book, but uh, he, he they wrote a book, you know, with him him and mm-hmm. he, part, he, he contributed to it, you know, and whatnot. But we had him on the show, and you know he. The stories that you don't hear are sometimes way better than the stories that come down to us. And that, yeah. that's a good, that's yeah, a we, perfect example. A lot of our research was based on a book by Jinx Pyle, and um, I can't remember the other guy's name. Welcome to the club. But there, yeah. There, there, yeah, there were two, two, two books were our major source, mm-hmm. along with Bill Carr and Rod. I like the, the way it was done in uh, almost as in a documentary format, where the actors are talking to the camera about what happened. And then you see what happens. Yeah, we didn't want to do like a typical, like, you know, history channel where mm-hmm. it's a voiceover with some reenactors mm-hmm. popping blanks at each other. We wanted to do a narrative film, but the story's just too huge. It would have to be a mini series. Oh, yeah. Even, yeah. And, and we didn't even cover. No, yeah. Uh, you lost a tenth you, of it. Right. You missed a lot. We, <laughs> yeah. We, the assassination in Phoenix. Yeah, we like we had to skip so much stuff yeah. because it's just so huge, yeah. and that's where we came up with the idea of a combination of uh, traditional narrative filmmaking and documentary, where the actors are being interviewed as themselves, mm-hmm. not as the character. Yeah, yeah. Talking about basically it was things they learned right. while preparing for the role. Or, yeah. Well, you're right. just so. So we thought it was a very cool, very. And like there's the scene with. Um, Commodore Perry Owens that we shot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a great character. You know, we shot in downtown Holbrook. You see traffic cones right. and cars going we by. I love that. My wife But we had to set that, that up yeah. correctly yeah. to make it play. Some people didn't like this. Some people were like, totally took him out of it. I'm yeah. like, well, I thought it was, it was for, perfect. For the most part, I thought it worked. You know, yeah. it was an interesting. You, you, sometimes you see something and you see how it progresses through history. Alex Cox shot Tombstone, Rashomon. Travis worked for him on that, mm-hmm. and you can see that format in that, and that's the best, I think, the best movie ever done about Tombstone. Tombstone Rashomon? Yeah, and, wow. he, and you've gotten one scene when they're going down the street for the final shootout. Here comes a... Yeah, the Marshall's car. The Marshall, <laughs> you know, down, the, down the main street with the lights going, yeah. and you know it's so incongruous, but because of the format... It's like the opening shot, you know, when 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 they're, they start interviewing the sheriff, and then a hand comes in with a powder puff, and you know, and it's like doing the makeup, and but but it's the actual sheriff, but it's actual time travel through. You know, it's just it's a brilliant film. Yep. 
watch that one. Have you seen yeah. it? You haven't seen it? No. Oh, you got to catch it. It's All right, we're going to take our uh, final break here. The hour has gone really quick. It always does. It always does. So, we'll be back with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts. Our guest is John Mars. We'll be back after this. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallion.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Besides bringing millions a year into this community with national and international events, the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway services the local shooting sports community with a 380-acre site featuring trap, skeet, five stand, and two sporting clays fields, as well as a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, which all is available to local shooters, and soon an archery range. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com or take a drive out west of town and see it for yourself. New members or single-day use, welcome. I guess I got the masked man to thank for keeping me out of more trouble, Bill. Masked man? Call him that if you want to. Or you can call him by another name. What's that? The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. This is the Voices of the West. Under 
dancing up in style For in a little while I'm gonna ride into town And every cowboy pal I know will lift his heel And so when payday rolls around we're back on Abel Francis Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Our guest in studio is actor John Amars. Yeah, everybody's a happy cowboy when payday rolls around. Sons of the Pine. That's a classic. Certainly is. That's a classic. What do you think of the Sons of the Pioneer? I love them. Actually, they're going to be playing uh, here in Tucson. Yep. Yeah. Coming up. They headquartered here for years. There was a, a triple C right? uh, friends of mine that had it and ran it for years, and they would winter here every year. Oh, yeah, uh, nice! And they had a, like a barbecue. People, you'd go out there, sit at the table. They'd do the show, and then you know, the people would visit with them afterwards. I love I love introducing people to the Sons of the Pioneers with Ken Curtis, oh, yeah. as the lead singer. I know, huh? Yeah, everybody just knows him as Festus. Right, yeah. right, He's a right. good-looking yeah. guy with a great voice. You know? So what's your uh, favorite Western? You got a favorite? My favorite Western? Mm-hmm. Um, Not one of your own. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's 12 of them. Yeah. The I think one of my all-time favorite films is The Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah. That's a great movie. It was one of his first director things. Um, the script. Is amazing. The the one liners just yeah go on forever, and um, the characters he, the characters are just rock solid. Yeah, um, Travis is not a big fan of that movie uh, because Clint Eastwood is never like in danger. He's just tough guy all the way through. Like, but I I, well, I love that. the Civil War incident. You know, yeah, he starts. Yeah. He is in danger. Yeah, yeah. Time. yeah. You know, yeah, so when the when so, the when the red legs first come yeah. and hit him up, yeah. But he yeah he hardens up that, and um, the man who shot Liberty Valance. Just well, I have to put you on the spot. I'll, 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 I'll take you off the spot. <laughs> what is your favorite John Wayne whisker? Well, they're the man who shot Liberty Valance. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people would say like True Grit or The Searchers or whatever. Yeah, I, and I, I was fishing. I grew up a John Wayne fan my entire life. Oh yeah. I have a dog named Duke. You know, I mean that's <laughs> yeah, you know, the extent I've had horses named Hondo. Ethan. Todd's a big fan of uh, the Earps. His uh, son is named Wyatt. And, and what else? And my dog's name is Doc Holliday. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, I yeah. got I got did to you? play Doc Holliday in. Uh, yeah. The uh, the Adventures of Bandit and Wild West, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. silent film. I played Doc Holliday in that. So I'm like, oh, I, I saw a, that picture. IMDb all you, credit. All the old guys there, you know, it's like the old tin type picture. <laughs> Here you are on the far left corner, Doc Holliday. You got a favorite B? Favorite what? B Western, B or or B Western oh, star? Um, <clears throat> like Hoppy or. I don't Gene know. I kind of well. I love the John Wayne B Western, the okay. Three Musketeers the back long, then. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. I love those. Autographs. Um, Tom Mix. You know, I loved all those, those mm-hmm. old serials. But I, I think the Lone Ranger TV series would have one of my. All oh, right. Well, you know, yeah. I got this guy hooked on Silence and B Westerns. Mm-hmm. And I keep well. The last one I stuck him on is Gordon to Go City. It's a serial Buck Jones. Buck Jones. Great stuff. If you have Travis seen, was a huge <coughs> silent film fan. Oh, I love That's how the, the Adventures of yeah. Bandit and Wild West was born. He's a big Buster Keaton fan. Yeah. There's well. tons of them available on yeah. YouTube. I've got that. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, there's tons of them on YouTube, and that's where I see a lot of these uh, these serials and, and, and silence. And then further research, I find something else that's totally off the wall, and 
it's just great. Oh, that, this is this is a, for the this is a plug for the end of the month show. But our end of the month show is we're going to be doing the 1930s westerns. That's next oh, month. Nice. That is that's the weekend. That's me- next month. Next month. That's right. The, the end of this month, we're doing John Ford. Yeah, that's right. With uh, Michael F. Clay. But we're, it could be because that's the year that all of the old silent cowboys had to step in front of the mic and start talking. And a lot of them, their careers ended yeah. there. That's well, right. You know, Mitchell only their did, hey, Mitch only did six, you know. But he had a problem because he had he'd had a, a throat wound, and he could only talk for a little while, and then his voice was gone. Yeah. Well, that's William S. Hart introduces. Tumbleweeds, yeah, uh, and that's the only time you hear him talk, you know. So yeah, great. Stuff. So you mentioned John Ford. Was your favorite John Ford? Searchers. See me. It's back to the man who shot Liberty Valance. Come you know, everyone, everyone loves the search, and that was a great film. But I mean, look at the man who shot. Well, you got John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart, Lee Marvin, Woody Strode, Covered Wagon, John Carrot. Oh, that's yours, huh? Well, my my oh, way back. My number two. Is Wagon Master, and that's Ford's favorite. Oh, wait, no, that's what I meant, was Wagon Master. That's yeah. Ford's favorite. That's ben Johnson and Hera and Doby. Okay, and I, mean, yeah, I can they, see that. And it's played, they're, 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 he, the way he did, it's like, these aren't these aren't movie cowboys, these are cowboy cowboys. Yeah. My number two. My darling be, Clementine. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. My number two would be The Quiet Man. Oh, that's, yeah. Well, that's my number one non-Western. Yeah, yeah, that's just an awesome movie. All right, time for shameless plugs as we uh, wrap up the uh, the program. What you're working on, how folks might be able to get a hold of you if you want them to. So uh, you can uh, you can find me at uh, John Mars comma actor on Facebook or at the John Mars forty five on Instagram. Or you can go to the Gammons Gulch uh, Facebook page. Um, Your Twitter account's got a lot of stuff. I, went, I started from the early one. But this is my first tweet all the way up to the last one. <laughs> I, I do have a Twitter account, but I'm, I never... Yeah, I, I noticed it was, like 19, it was like 2016, and then the next one was 2018. It says, I've been busy or something. I'm back. <laughs> well, it was like... So I, I, took a, I took a class on marketing yourself as yeah, an right. actor. You yeah. Know? And they say, you got to hit up these social media. Take advantage of all those... Free advertising. So I that was when I, I already had a Facebook account. So I got on Instagram. I got on Twitter. I got on LinkedIn. And I was like, eh, I don't. Yeah, no <laughs> no Pretty soon it's like, who am I? Yeah, yeah like I am just. Uh, so I just no I used the the Facebook account and the, the Instagram account. And I, I, the, the Facebook account is great. And also go to look him up under firearms instructor because his. Training videos are off, and I read a bunch of the articles. You're a hell of a writer about guns. Yeah, I did that for a long time. I wrote for Law Enforcement Technology Magazine and, and a bunch of other different publications. Oh, I learned so damn much. Reading oh, thank you. Things. Yeah, that was well. That's how I got into the the movie stuff. So I'm grateful yeah. for that. Everything you learn is somewhere down the road. It it, it can be used. Oh yeah, and uh, you know the armor thing is, you know, and it's still paid. We were uh, we were a week into production of a film up in Montana, a big feature film. Travis was one of the producers on it, and I was the lead armor. And uh, when Baldwin shot those two people on his, mm-hmm. Side, yeah. mm-hmm. I liked that video that you did on it because that was really so much of the stuff that we saw on the mainstream media was just bad. Even uh, they had armorers on there that they made armorers look bad. Well, they had you know. Dutch Merritt like was they, the they, best. They I called saw. me like immediately after that happened. I was getting calls from 
Phoenix and Tucson mm-hmm. newspapers. Um, and I didn't return their calls because I didn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew at that time. We uh, we had a been, comment like, I don't know. I don't have nothing to say. We had her on the show on September 11th. Yeah. We did an hour show with that, her. That armor, uh, Thel yeah. Reed's daughter? Yeah. yeah. And um, we had her dad on at the first of the year. You know, uh, so. it, it, you know it's it's funny because I spent 30 years in the business. I... Back when, back when they didn't have armorers, mm-hmm. that, that's when the prop master yeah, the prop master handled yeah. all the guns. And you know, it was the difference between then and now is night and day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey guys, we're out of time. Oh, John okay. Mars, thank you so much for joining hey, us. Hey, thanks for having me. We this really appreciate, and uh, don't be a stranger. You're welcome anytime, man. And you can be, you can be our official armorer on the show if you want. Okay, I'll make sure no one gets shot in this room. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for this time. 78, 79, and a half cock 80 O's. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.